Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 917 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by J.D. Raider and Ben Funky Askren, and they didn't news dump us. They they could have waited uh, till Thursday at 11 a.m., and we'd uh, have been hosed. But the University uh, of Oklahoma, Lou Rizzelli, they parted ways yesterday, which sets up a, a pretty, uh, uh, man, a full show for us. Plenty to talk about with the departure of Lou Roselli. If you hadn't heard, Lou Roselli out as the head coach uh, of Oklahoma. He's resigned officially, and it's it's huge news. And it was huge news yes. in 2016 when Mark Cody was out, and this was a job that people were really excited about. And and just since my time really closely following college wrestling, there's always just been this this thought or this idea that Oklahoma is is a sleeping giant, right? And it, because it has had substantial success, it is in a, yeah. uh, a wrestling state with deep tradition and roots in the sport, and it's a, yep. a team that has got trophies at the NCAA tournament. It's, it's, it's succeeded at a high level. And now it's, it's interesting because things change fast in the sport, right? And... Mm-hmm. You're at a point now where, you know, 10 years ago, if you had said, oh, Virginia Tech and NC State are, are, are better jobs than Oklahoma, you would have been laughed at. That would, that was a, that would have been a silly sentence to, to utter. And now we're at a point where it's like, man, would, would Tony Roby and Pat Papalizio even consider leaving their posts for, for Oklahoma? Would they even entertain a conversation? And it, so it's funny how quickly things can change. And how the reality of a program. So now I think we're left with well, what is the actual potential of Oklahoma? Because there's this very theoretical well, potential you always hear about. And there's a couple programs that you hear about, like I mean, if they only did this, they would be that, right? Which Illinois, other ones? Illinois. If they could just, they could lock mm. down the Chicago area and blah, blah, blah. And Rutgers. Well, if Rutgers could keep just some of the best guys in state, they could do this yeah. X, Y, and Z. But it's all this hypothetical if they. But the reality is, what, ha, when have they ever, right? And, okay. Uh, can I push back? Well, on what? On that on that yeah. point you're making. Yeah. I mean, it got, it's all about coaching. It's all about coaching. Think, and we could name 15 places where it's like they weren't very good and they had coaching. They, I mean, Iowa State would be a good example. Um, you know, Dresser has brought them up really fast. They're still not on... They didn't get a team trophy, but we were talking about them getting a team trophy this year, and we're talking about the potential of them getting a team trophy next year, for example. And you look at like a South Dakota State. Look at what Damian Hahn's done in the last five years now. And there's just a look at Missouri. Missouri was perpetually terrible, and Brian Smith got there, and now they, uh, I believe it's 11 of the last 15 years have been in the top 10, right? Mm-hmm. Nebraska with Mark Manning, they've perpetual top 10 program, right? Um, so I think it's no secret. You guys have to get, not you guys, the coaches, they have to hire coaches who are really good. Mike Poeta, for example, Illinois, he's in his second year. Um, so, you know, I, I like the guy a lot. I think he can be good. So we'll see if he can string it together, you know. Um, OU, yeah, OU is kind of puzzling because obviously you had Mark Cody who had crazy success in yeah, America. And, I mean, and, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Ben. It's like, but right, he also didn't have success afterwards either. He's been at... um. Uh, where is he at right now? Presbyterian does not okay. count. Uh, no, if you're a good coach, you're going to see at least something. You're going to have one or two guys who buy into you and they get a little better. 
That's what you're going to have. You might not be a top 10 program, but the fact that you can't make a couple guys better, give me a break. I reject that premise. Okay. Um, Strongly. I unreject it. Uh, I'm sending the premise right back. No, you can't. Okay, I'll give you another one. Uh, Chris Pelton at Oregon State. Again, they're not a trophy team yet, but he's only been, been there three years. They're showing good promise, good momentum, and you are seeing, you know, to my point about uh, Presbyterian, you're seeing guys get better. Like you are, yeah. there's uh, there's no argument that guys on the Oregon State team have gotten significantly better. Very specific guys since he's gotten there. Is that fair? Uh yeah, certainly, certainly fair. Okay, he's winning with those okay. guys. So I would say, yeah, that's all true, and I, co- coaching is is so much of it. But yeah. how many good coaches do you need to see at a place to wonder if the and you have to. What you also have to acknowledge, Ben, is is certain programs are capped with the level of success they can have. That's that is, that's true. But you still okay. like, like okay. Prez, right? And you, if that you, is true, and if that is true, sure. then what is the actual potential of Oklahoma? Because there's this this hypothetical potential that's well, they wouldn't be one that I would about. I would agree with in that. And they're like uh, a Northwestern when you have a roster cap of twenty four. That is a significant limitation. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and there's other programs where scholarships or whatever. But in that in that instance, still, you could see if the coach can coach, they're going to develop some individual. I mean, here here's kind of how I think about it. If the coach can actually coach, they're going to develop some individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And then someone is going to notice what they're doing, who's better or who has less limitations, and say, hey, you're doing some really good stuff. Why don't you come over here? I'll give you another great example. Ready for another one? Pat Pop. He started at Binghamton. Yep. What did he do? He developed some good wrestlers. Then guess what? North Carolina State said, damn, Pat Pop, you're kind of good. You're developing some wrestlers. How about you come down here? Oh, my God. Someone's calling me on Facebook. How's this even possible? Um, <laughs> right? You're developing some good wrestlers. Come down here. NC State was another program, I think, during my era, at least. I don't remember when Pat Pop got there, and I was just off on – we talked about Goodell. I was off on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in college – Everyone kind of thought of North Carolina State as a graveyard where these good Pennsylvania kids go to die. And, you know, a couple mm-hmm. might get good, but most of them just parted their butt off and don't get any good at all. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there'd be one that, uh, pro, I mean, I, so I named Brian Smith, Mark Manning, uh, Papop Legio, guys that changed programs for a long, very long duration. Yes. Yes. So, no, I there's no... Uh... No disagreement. There's there's a hierarchy of coaches and there's a hierarchy of programs, and you know who what is the potential of of Oklahoma is what is what I'm asking you. How good if, should that program be? If there is no, I really, I really, this is where you're you're gonna get mad at me. I know you are. I don't. You're doing crazy talent. I don't talent exists. I think if someone really good goes to OU, they can win. Why can't they? I mean, we're talking about Missouri. We're talking about Missouri winning, you know, a national title or challenging for a national title. You know, we're talking about NC State getting in the run for a trophy. Yeah. Why can't OU if they had the right coaching? Uh, I I believe that they they can. I believe that okay. they can. Okay. So we agree then. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't disagree. I don't say that the past has to be, you know, showing the future. I'm not sure... You know, I don't know how easy it is playing second fiddle to Oklahoma State in the state. And then you got to think about these recruits, what they've been growing up observing from Oklahoma, a high-level guy. Are they going to say, well, you know, can you win at the highest level there? Because they probably didn't see Cody Brewer and Kendrick Maple win. And even before that, Tayon Ware, et cetera, et cetera. And so seeing is kind of believing, and it's like, okay, yeah, I want to go there, but 
it's hard mm-hmm. to be that first blue chip that that goes now that not that they but, haven't got blue chips i don't know they, they already have some blue chips on their roster right but are they the right are they the right blue chips i was listening to yeah. i was listening to to kyler sanderson talking about um i've been on the uh, wrestling change my life deep dive here and listening to oh. kyler talk about it's like it's not just about getting the good wrestlers is about getting the right wrestlers because there's a lot yep. of really good wrestlers, but like the right ones that fit. And did they they got good wrestlers, but did they get the right ones? Um, I'm not as, I'm not yeah. sure of that. I mean, and then we go back to someone who's changed the program, and I, I know this happened with Brian Smith also, but I'll bring up a more relevant one would be Pat Papalizio. You know, he kind of cleaned house when he went to NC State because it oh, yeah. wasn't the right people, right? Tommy Gann was the last that was like the only guy that that survive the uh the transition yeah there, w- there wasn't a lot right almost everyone hit the door because he said here's now what your expectations are i don't think you had expectations of this when you came here and if you don't want to be here then see ya yeah so you're out. you know get out of here yes uh so the, the first thing you guys I- they have but they have guys on the ou team christian who have shown a lot of promise you know as i'm scrolling through this roster like you know, maybe none of these guys are very good this year, but there's plenty of guys on this roster. You're like, oh, in high school, he was really good. So John Wiley, um, Moshe Schwartz, uh, Tate Piccolo did some really good things. Joey Prada has had some success. I mean, we could just keep going. Nine House, Mitch Moore, Keegan Moore, Willie McDougald, Tony Madrigal, right? Now, these guys have had no sustained college success, but they were all good wrestlers, and even some of them had college success at some point. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, the whoever gets the job, that the cupboard isn't empty as long as those guys remain yeah. in in Oklahoma. Not to mention, they I have think St- Stephen Buchanan there. Stephen Buchanan's there. I didn't mention him because he he hasn't wrestled a match for them. I mean, the most um, the best argument that you or someone else would have for why OU is not great, and you know, I think it could be easily combated is that they are the number two in the state, and that could be hard. But I feel like. State-by-state recruiting is just not as much of a thing as it was 20 years ago. And if you just look at the states that border Oklahoma, and I, I, I you know, so, so to the plus side, I do believe o, o, OU and OSU both have some really um, non-stringent uh, in-state uh, tuition requirements. Like I, I, I was told, like maybe it's a 3.1 or 3.2 cumulative in high school, and you get in-state in Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And I think OU has something similar, like so you can get a lot of recruits in there um relatively easily yeah i I, no there's there's no doubt they've been able to get good recruiting classes in the past it's just been turning that into success has been harder um yes so there's a bunch of questions there's a two-way sort of street here with the departure of lou and and i tweeted this yesterday but my first thought was okay which program goes after lou roselli because while he didn't have the success i think uh he expected at Oklahoma, there's no denying what he did has done elsewhere as an assistant and yes. what he did at Ohio State. Edinburgh and Ohio State. And what, you know, how he was viewed at, at Ohio State, you know, it's not just like the outside looking in. This was internally Tom Ryan and the staff for just, you know, praising him for his huge impact in the room with development, his huge impact on the, the RTC. I mean, remember, yes. Lou Roselli was a part of the first most dominant RTC in, in wrestling. And you want to talk about how fast things can change. This was a, uh, a program that was putting like four of seven or five of seven 
on the team at one point in time, all yep. from the Ohio Regional Training Center. They got, did they get to five? I thought there was four. Four or five. Know. It was, you know, they okay. had Angel. Very good. Uh, they had Reese. They had Keith. Gavin Berg was there for a little bit. Bergman. And, and, and Bergman. I mean, that's, yeah. that's five, I think. Um, yeah, okay. So they had a lot. And then, not to mention, they had depth because they had Sean Bunch. Um, they had Logan Stieber. They had... Um, yeah. Uh, Tommy Rollins was there. Travell was there at some point. Travell, yeah, I forgot Travell. I think it was yeah. five then. And so, oh, damn. And think about this. You you want to talk about how? Why fast don't they just hire? Well, we're we're why don't they just hire him back at Ohio State? It's RTC? so simple. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's so obvious. It's perfect. First of all, the Roselli's are still in Columbus. Okay? That's true. His son goes to Olin Tangy Liberty in, in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, so you want to talk about seamless? You, you're you're back, yeah. right? You're back in Columbus. And you want to talk about seamless? It's seamless both ways, in my opinion. It's seamless for for Lou, right? Because it's familiar. You know the staff. You know the school. You've had success there. One, two. It's it's seamless for Ohio State. How do you not bring this guy back? How do you not find a way? And I'm not trying to send someone that's on staff at Ohio State, uh, uh, you know, out of a job. But it's but who also, is their head staff at the regional training center right now? I don't know. Who runs? I'm it. looking at it. So uh, Logan Steber is their uh, Ohio RTC head coach, and Jaggers is the associate head coach. But I do believe those guys are also on staff at Ohio State, right? Yeah. So the current staff, the university staff, is also it's it's Logan, it's Jay, Bo. Um, they have Coach Ralph, but he's like the recruiting coordinator. Um, I'm not sure. If it's so official type. they don't even have an official RTC coach. Maybe not. But I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so it's even easier. What's that? It's even easier. Well, do you don't you want him uh, as on the team though? Don't you want him on staff with the university? I would. Uh, I mean, that was I that know. was. I think the RTC they won a national just... title with him being integrally yeah. involved with with the staff with with the room, not just not just RTC. So, yeah. I think. I mean, you, you can bring someone like that back in your program, and let, let's let's be honest. You know, they 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 could use it, right? Yeah, they could use mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and you want to talk about how fast things can change? You know, it wasn't that long ago they put five of seven, four of seven on the team, and then in a matter of years they went from the dominant power to is, is Ohio. RTC can get anyone on the team, right? They actually for, only for have two guys years. listed right now as athletes on their on their Ohio Regional Training Center website. The only two official athletes are Martesi and Colin Moore. Yeah, so Colin is is the only one with a chance to to make the team. And then didn't Nato go back? No, he said Lipkin. Oh yes. And then and I would I would I don't think Nato's. I mean he he could make a deep run at sixty one, but I would not say he's likely to make. Uh, run to the mm -hmm. world team at this point in his career. And so my, my point is, um, I'm trying to get to, is things can change fast, right? Like, yes. they can go, they can fall off a cliff pretty quickly, but they can be recovered pretty quickly. P Penn State, yeah. the knock, I remember the knock on Penn State, and I remember the, these coaches loved to Really? What was it? Oh, it wasn't that long ago when we were, when we would hype up Dake or Taylor, I remember a coach grilling me. This is 2017. 
They're like, okay. how are you hyping these guys so much? Kyle, Dick, and Dave, they never even made a team. It's like, guys, you can you not really? tell? Oh, yes, a head coach of a head coach of a. This is someone you know, someone you probably. You gotta tell me after after the show. You gotta tell me because I see you don't want anyone. No, no problem. But they had to be a knucklehead because at that point, by that point, by 2017, we're not talking about 2013, 2014. I remember I taunted Kyle Dick because he was coming at me a little bit about never making the team, but he was still beating world champs. Yeah, like, it was obvious he was really, really good. Hundred percent. And so yes. The, there was that. I mean, throw Dake out of it for for the sake of this argument. But you know, okay. Taylor. Yeah, we gave a lot of coverage to David Taylor because he's an excellent wrestler and he had a lot of fans. Uh, but they're like, this is what this guy ever do? This guy's made a world team and you don't cover him as much. It's like, oh, well, okay, but pay attention, yeah. follow the plot here. And but but David but, was but, also maybe not as much as Kyle, but David was also beating very good guys internationally. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. He okay. he had beaten world medalists at, at that point yeah. in time. But the point I'm I'm still trying to arrive at is, <laughs> let's go is, is Penn State wasn't putting guys on the team and wasn't getting That's world true. medals and we're doing I mean Tayon Ware in 2011 and then I think it wasn't until um Frank in 16 like they were not putting guys on team and that was the knock it's like well yeah they're good in college but what are they you know senior level what are they really doing yeah and now that wasn't that long ago uh, that was not that long ago. 2016 was not that long ago. And then now look at now look at their RTC. Now look at, now the conversation is how can it be a, an all Nittany Lion Olympic team? Like that's not realistic, I don't think. But they could have over half of the Olympic team, right, out of Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Yeah, and so sure. things can change really, really quickly. And like they to the point where it looks like other big programs don't even aren't even putting forth an effort in their RTC because by comparison, maybe they aren't. So things can change really quickly and it should actually be a, should give you hope. Like you're not relegated to a certain status. You can build and and get to that point. So all these programs should, should have use their imaginations and, and dream big. And I think Oklahoma should think big. I think they shouldn't not call Tony Roby and Pat pop or the Penn state assistants because they might get rejected. Right, man, you should try. You you yeah. gotta try to bring in the highest caliber coach you can, and try to make it happen. So, Joe Castiglione, you know, he hired Brian Smith at Missouri, I believe. Jury's still out okay. there, you know. And <laughs> knows what he's doing. Yeah, and so yeah, I wonder if I would probably call. No, Brian. they're telling Joe Castiglione. Don't even think about it. Coach Smith ain't leaving. Give me a break. Uh, I'd call him. <laughs> I would call him and ask for advice. Oh you yeah, think, you could do that for sure. He'd probably help a little bit. He's not allowed. They're not allowed to take Kendrick Maple either. Uh, kind of. I know you're worried about that. So who are the options? There's a lot. There's a lot of good options. It's sort of like people. Someone asked me on Twitter, "Well, who's the favorite for the job?" I was like, "Well, I have no idea who's actually interested in the job." One, and I have no idea who Oklahoma would be reaching out to. Two, like. How big are they thinking? Um, but there's some sort of obvious ones. Um, I got to assume they are thinking big. And they're going to try to get someone really good. Are they going to end up with someone real good? I don't know, but I got to assume they're going to try. You would think. Uh, yes. My mentions were, you know, kind of all over the place. A lot of people thinking internally, uh, bump up Tayon Ware. I don't know how realistic that is um, or how rooted in reality that, like, is that, 
the way is that the way Oklahoma's thinking? I don't know. But Jared Frayer as an assistant is someone that makes a lot of sense. I think as head coaches go, you know, Doug Schwab, Damian Hahn would make a lot of sense given what they've done. Um, now Schwab, as I mentioned, and as we knew back a couple of years ago, was was offered the Illinois job and turned it down. So we know two things: one, he'll listen, but two, it's not going to be easy to to pull him away from you and I. Um, yes. So I don't know how interesting. Man, I can't see Schwab leaving. That would just that would be shocking to me. It would be shocking. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I mean, because he grew up in Iowa, uh, mm-hmm. he went to Iowa. He's now been at Northern Iowa for uh, 12 years. He has, what, four or five kids. They're all wrestling. I don't know. They just seem really, really happy, and they enjoy their life. And I'm sure he's compensated well for living where they live, you know? So, uh, yeah. man, why leave? I, I agree. And it's like, you know, yeah. don't don't try to be happier than happy, right? If you're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. You're doing what you love. Yeah. You like your situation. You don't know what what what's out there. And you right? have to live in Norman. Although Norman's better than Stillwater, it's still Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't honestly. You say that, I'm like, what's the difference between that and Cedar Cedar Falls? I don't really know. Yeah, it's Oklahoma. I haven't spent. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted the entire no, state. No, uh, C- Cedar Falls. Um, I will tell you, I went on a recruiting trip there, and, and I just said I cannot picture myself living here for five years. And I actually liked their coaching staff. I liked the athletes, and it was just like. This is just too small town for me. I, I don't really want to live here for five years. But there's, I mean, there's people that are the opposite, right? Like, um, you know, Keegan was like, I don't want to live in a city. I'm not even going to go on a recruiting trip anywhere that's in a city, right? So everyone has their thing of, you know, where they want to live and what they want to uh, have their life be like, I guess. Country boy can't survive. Yes. Uh, okay. But to your point, hold on, to your point, because you brought Pat Pop on a bunch of jobs that we've talked about this morning. Dude, Raleigh is freaking awesome yeah and he's kicking butt like why would he ever leave that would be insane well to the point where people are like would he leave for oklahoma state even if if john retired like a lot of people are like no and that think how crazy i think we are losing sight of how crazy that is to say that in 2023 in 20 i don't know 10 years ago we would have laughed if you'd have said pat 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 wouldn't leave nc state for oklahoma state now it's like i don't know why would you? Uh, why would he? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's proven he can beat Oklahoma State. It's not like, uh, you know. Yeah, how many places did they finish above him this year? A lot. A lot. I'm going to look real quick. The number's large. They finished well, uh, eight spots above them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, CP's a lib. Dang. I'm roasted. <laughs> The, the 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 comment section just rude people They're getting you um okay so who do we think gets this job where do we think it goes um i say jared frayer final answer i think that makes a lot of sense um for for sure i think he would have to consider it. he's an alum he's got a great track record uh, of coaching at Virginia Tech, I think he's ready. People like him. People for sure like him. He's a really good recruiter. He's good in the room. Uh, he's done a great job. I think he's a good option. Uh, I, I'm hearing Matt Storniolo's name a lot. I also heard that. So That would kind of surprise me, but maybe not. Maybe it shouldn't. 
Yeah, I heard that, and someone told me last week, uh, so this person correctly predicted to me that Lucas Davidson would be going in the portal, and that same person actually also told me that Matt Sternell is going to get the OU head job. Dang. So uh, they've been right. They're one They're one and one so far. One for uh, one. One for one so far. I mean, um, you know, Northwestern, they they didn't have a great NCAAs this year, but they were they sixth or seventh last year? Hmm. They were high. I remember because yeah. we said we were like, "Oh my God!" Uh, Northwestern was like, I think they had five All Americans, right? Because they had Diego, you Cannon, Davison, uh, Deacon, and Yaya, maybe. Yeah, I don't think Yaya placed last year. Uh, it was something like that. I mean, there was a lot of All Americans. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll find. They it. did great. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Here you there. I want to say they were seventh place in twenty twenty two. They were top 10 for sure. It was a very good, very good run. Um, Storny um, be a good one. I mean, I feel like they, have, they haven't they have actually went with a – so, you know, uh, I mean, everyone probably knows this, but a lot of uh, times the the boosters who are donating money to the program have some type of say in the hiring. And OU hasn't actually hired uh, an alum. Um, I don't think any of their people were alums from OU. So maybe it's time that they, they try something like that because sometimes it galvanizes the program. Um, so Stormy Olfair, both alums, I think they're guys that make sense. Did you yeah. find out what place they were? I'm almost there. Sixth, sixth place. So yeah, Cannon, D'Agostino. Um, I don't think they. Oh, Rivera. Yeah. That's the one we forgot. Oh yeah, you're I right. Forget. Wait, he got third. No, R- Rivera. Oh, he was, shoot, he was on Rutgers. Rutgers. Dang it. He was on Rutgers. What are you talking about? That was one team ago. Uh, that was, uh, yeah. All right. Diagostino, fourth. Cannon, seventh. Yaya did not play, so it looks like he was round to 12 and lost. Tariq, Deacon, one. And then, yes, yeah, so they, they had four All-Americans. Davidson was yeah. six. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So no, good. Was, I mean, six good places. Good showing there. Yeah, good. And they qualified all 10. Yeah. And is, and we talk about limitations on programs. I mean, Northwestern has some tough ones. I want to say it's like 24, 25 roster cap. Some people just don't want to live in Chicago or the surrounding area. You got to be really smart to get in. It's really, really, I think it's like 70 grand a year. It's something preposterous. You're not on scholarship. So, I mean, there's limitations right there too. I feel like Northwestern, but I feel like there's just a built-in floor with Northwestern where you get to wrestle in the Big Ten. You get to go to one of the best schools in the country and you get to do it for free. I think they have, you know, I think they have a 9.9 and yeah. give out a lot of full rides to their to the blue chip. So that's a yep. tough thing for a lot of the athletes to say no to. So I think they're always going to be able to get in the door with some really really high level recruits, which we've seen going back to Periano and then even before before him. So Yeah. Um okay, man, but okay, I'm just I'm looking back at the NCAs um so I don't know what year Story took over, but from 18, they were 16th, 16th, uh, 10th, 5th, 24th. So, okay. like, uh, that's pretty damn good, especially that's when you got all those uh, all those issues. Better than Oklahoma. Significantly better. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know certain people don't like Matt Storniola for certain reasons, um, but... Uh, He's his results are are pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, see, he he would be tough to for them to say no to. I could see why he's on he's on the short list for sure. Hey, you want to hear something crazy? Sure. Northwestern Wrestling's official um official wrestling page. If you click on their statistics buttons, it goes directly to WrestleStat. There you go. That's pretty wild, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Check out the yeah. stats. Check out the stats. Okay. Uh, anyone else that's that's interesting there? Um, I mean, that's when we start delving into like uh, say Damian Hahn or other coaches. Then I think it goes to okay, would those people actually leave their jobs? Whereas I think it's more realistic to say, um, I think it's more realistic to say like Jared Frayer as an assistant, if he was offered a head job at his alma mater, he's gonna go like come on you know or matt's matt's torneo would be a head-to-head job so maybe that one's a little more questionable uh, um man there's yeah. there's a lot of i mean just think administratively over the last couple of years northwestern the things they've had to deal with yep. the, the stuff with how and yeah. kennedy um yeah. that that was not good i i would imagine some of that i don't know what call it red tape bureaucracy whatever with northwestern would wear on you if you were the head coach yeah, so that's... i have I think you would it wouldn't be surprised if he was like looking for a way out and in the reality you know think of someone like coach schwab or coach hans like man the resources around oklahoma are just vastly better than the resources and the money you can potentially raise at you and i and yeah. south dakota state for that reason i think they would have to to listen yeah thorny frayer I mean, I think Maple, Everett, Everett, Missouri seems to like Maple, but we're just going to say he's too young, so they don't consider him. Yeah, you're too young, Kendrick. We're ages. Just stay, stay where you're at. For, for Keegan you, O'Toole's benefit, we will be ages. Yeah. Everyone seems to like Kendrick. Um, I would go up to the Penn, Penn State assistants for sure. I, you know, if I'm oh, the OU admins, I'm going to probably call like the people you mentioned. I think they're going to tell you to get lost, though. Um, just not interested. No, thank you. Respectfully um, get lost. Respectfully, get lost. Who else would make? Is there anyone else that would make sense? Terry Brands. Terry? Yeah. He's not. I'm joking. He's not going anywhere. He wouldn't leave. Um. Hmm. Chris well, Pendleton. Chris Pendleton. That's an interesting one because man, but I feel like he just is getting settled at Oregon State. But maybe you know that's one where maybe he hasn't been there long enough to have uh, deep roots at mm-hmm. Oregon state yet. I mean, I don't know how strongly he likes that program. I, I, it seems like he really likes it. Yeah, it does seem that way. Um, yeah. Who else? Who, hey, do you feel like, um, uh, and maybe this is my age showing, but I have a theory. You want to hear my theory? Yes. Old man. Um, I feel like maybe 10 years ago, there was like all these really amazing assistants. And we're like, when is this guy or that guy going to get the job? But I feel like maybe since, Probably since like David Taylor, Kyle Dake graduated college, more and more people have been competing for longer periods of time, like the top NCAA caliber athletes. So less and less of them are in the coaching pool. Mm-hmm. So there's less guys. You're like, when is that going to get a job? Because like, so Dake and Taylor, for example, Burroughs, they've been out for ten plus years. They're still not in the coaching pool anywhere. Yeah. Well, Burroughs and Dake both were on staff at their universities at a point in time, but yeah, point in time. Currently, but they're now. out now. They're out. Um, and you kind of have a lot of people in that pool because they're they're getting paid as RTC mm-hmm. athletes, so they're not actually coaching in any way, shape, form. Whereas maybe 2010 and prior, every one of those people would have been on a coaching staff in some way, shape, or form. Yes. I would say yeah. 
Metcalf is probably the one example of someone of that generation that's been Ooh, on staffs go. for a little bit. He's been coaching basically since 2016, I think. Yep. Uh, and so he, you know, and he's a name. Uh, he's a name in the chat saying, "Hey, look at Metcalf." Maybe Gillen. Maybe, maybe he's at least ready. at least to interview, see what kind of see what he's got. Yep. You know, hey, you know another rumor I heard the other day. You want to hear another rumor? Yeah. And I never heard this prior, and so I, I kind of think it may be false. Someone told me that David Taylor actually applied for the Wisconsin job the last time the position came open in 2018, and he did not even get an interview. Think that's true or false? I don't believe either of those things. Which one? Well, he definitely didn't come for an interview. I know that to be true, 100. percent Well, then that makes me think there's no way he applied. How do you not that's talk to? I, how do you not talk to David? Although 2018, you know, that's how I, I felt but, also. But still, how are how are you? You're as a uh, if you're a program that wants to win and you're not trying to get a slice of Penn State around your program, mm-hmm. I think you're, I think you're cuckoo. Now I will say, don't. And we've this has played out with like uh, you know the Patriots and Bill Belichick. You know he's this great coach, so that's why he's gotten so many of his assistants like head coaching jobs and these big jobs, and then the success is never there because they're not Bill Belichick, right? I think maybe it'd be a similar thing, but I, I think partially like it is interesting with the with the Penn State assistance. Um, but but to put a bow on what you were saying, I don't think it's true that David would have okay. applied there. Um, yeah, in the middle the of his thing, competitive career, that wouldn't even make sense. Yeah, uh, I know that was so the rumor I was told was that you know his wife is obviously from Chicago, and that at some point. She wanted to be closer to Chicago, and th- David also did. For uh, right. I don't know if you like Chicago or something. Obviously, Madison is not Chicago, but it's a lot. Yeah. Close a lot of Chicago college. pub. It's like, is it, I don't how know. close is it? I don't know. It's how close hour is Chicago? Two was, hours. Oh, two hours. It's not, not super far. Yeah, it's, it's basically far. a suburb. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a highway that goes down that direction. I don't know where she's from originally. Roads sure go somewhere. there. What? Uh, there's roads there and everything. Oh, be my good, goodness gracious. Good hey, you know what I was thinking about the other day, though? I was thinking about how you think about coaching trees, and you think about Dan Gable, and Dan Gable had an enormous coaching tree. And now I think it's it's John Smith, and you have a lot of former Oklahoma State people at different places. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Coleman, you got Neil Arisman, you got uh, Pat Papalizio, uh, Chris Pendleton, Mark Branch. So a lot of people Kevin from Ward. the Oklahoma State coaching tree. Uh, Kevin Ward, yeah. Um Man, so Penn State, we've we it's been like you know, Taurus have talked about that. They have been able to keep all of their people, and then a lot of them are still wrestling. So those people have not went anywhere either. But at some point, if those if those guys desire to coach, they will go somewhere. So Penn State has had no pushouts, right? Of but either has um uh Iowa. Who from Iowa in the last 10 years, 10 to 15 years is coaching as a head coach? Uh that's a no head one, coach. right? Well, Doug, um, I mean, I guess that's not 10 years. That's slightly outside no, he'd the be window. 21. Oh, gra- right? you're saying graduated. I thought you meant like when they, they graduated. Left. From when they graduated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any. Because like Coleman and Arisman, they all graduated after me. Pendleton was obviously a year or two before me. Uh, Mark Branch would be significantly older. Mm-hmm. Um, None. Yeah. Kevin Ward would be 06, 07 maybe. Yeah, I mean, St. John and Metcalf are on staff. Ramos uh, assistant at UNC. But yeah, no one's really. Hey, hey! I just thought of a sleeper for you for a head coach. You want to hear it? Yeah. What about Travell? Ooh, 
Why not? He's from Texas. So Oklahoma's kind of close to Texas. Um, <laughs> I love the proximity thing. He's like, that, well, that matters. Like, if, if someone asked me, I was actually just talking to an athlete yesterday about this. And if someone were to say, um, I mean, listen, I came back to Rufus because it was by my hometown, right? Because it was, I want to, I kind of want to be home, right? I prefer being home than going to Florida or going to California. Like, it is something people consider, right? Yes. For sure. Um, I mean, if you got offered a job at, uh, you know, Virginia, you might just go home. Might just go home. home. Might just. <laughs> Think about that a um, lot. So Travell, you know, Travell, and then he's only, he's, he is third on the ladder at Nebraska, right? So like a Brian Snyder, you got to think he's going to stick it out at Nebraska because he's the next head coach, right? Um, it's so funny Travell, with, with Snyder, his, his, you talk about those assistants we always talked about. It was like yeah. Brian, it was Sean Bormet, yeah. it was Donnie Pritzloff. Um, there was, maybe Lou was in there as well. Um, with Brian, it's like, I didn't even throw his name out there because it's like, like he you said, leaving. it just feels like he's just there. He's just such a fixture at Nebraska, and one day Mark Manuel will retire, and it'll be you know seamless transition. Now, I do believe Travell's wife is from Omaha. Hmm. Wow, oh, okay. we got we got a we got a real battle here. <laughs> that matters. That matters. Honestly, I mean, I'll just I'm just being totally candid with you guys. Um, Brian Smith talked about coming back to Missouri when I was considering coaching at Wisconsin in 2018. Brian's like, "Hey, why you know why don't you come home or you know?" And I thought long and hard about like I there's part of me like I freaking love that place and I really wanted to go. But a big thing for me was like my mom was five minutes down the road and she loves my kids and my kids are there all the time. Like I'm not leaving that. Like you that's can. awesome. Max yeah. is 35 minutes that way. We watch his kids sleeps over, you know, twice a month or something. Like they love their cousins. Like we're not leaving. That is that. I mean, to me is like, you cannot put a price on that. It is for real. You well, can't. Like, and we knew when we moved here, we're like, we're going to like, my parents lived 10 minutes away. Um, my brothers were all there. Her family was not yeah. far. We were there all the time. And we're like, you don't you don't just move somewhere and like oh yeah you meet new people and you get plugged in it's like no there's nothing like that you there's there's no comparison we knew that and that's like that's the, the hardest part about leaving and yeah. there is there is something to be said for her family for sure so yeah um yeah I wouldn't blame yeah. Travel for remaining there and I don't blame you for staying in Wisconsin though you have promised to move to Austin when you retire. <laughs> when my kids get out of school, I think. No, honestly, I was thinking about doing it. Uh, you know, people have life goals. And I, I was saying, this has been Amy and I have been talking about this for a long time. And now we're going real candid, real deep on this show. But it's like, I'm going to freaking find out a way so all my kids live within five minutes of me when I'm an adult. Or what, wow. sorry, when they're adults. That is such a I don't know. surprising. I might got to buy them the land. I might got to buy them the house. I might got to bribe the rest of the job. I, they're going to live close. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> Man, uh, that is that is both beautiful and shocking that you you just don't seem like the kind of person that would say that. Uh, Why? Like, well, um, because you hate your family. It's awesome. Be like, like you hate your family. Matt, for example, Max goes on a trip and we get to watch Luca. Right? Yeah. We don't watch the other one because she's only three months old and uh, below a year. Eh, I'm out on that. Right? But uh, like watching Max's kid is like and being able to take care of him is freaking awesome. And so yeah. like I hope I can do the same thing with. My kids, and I see the relationship my kids have with my mom. Yeah, I want to do that. Now, listen, I'll probably spend three months of the year in Austin, but the other nine months of the year, we're uh, hopefully live all very close. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, um, I think it's, I mean, 
That is certainly the vision my parents had for us. And it's yeah. not been uh, easy with us gone. And my, yeah. even my brother's a couple hours away now. That's a, it's a thing for sure. It's not, um, I, yeah. I feel the same way. Just, just to be honest with you, Ben, like I don't want okay. my, I don't want my Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I'm just surprised to hear you say that. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I think it's important. Um, yeah, I do too. Okay. So, Hey, Sarita, no one's mentioned John Saritas. He was a former Mizzou Tiger before he was at UTC. He's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be another one. Dude, you live in Cal Poly. Like, you live out there in paradise. Why are you leaving? Yeah. Well. Yeah, probably not. It sounds like there are there are uh, myriad reasons to leave California, based on what I'm reading online. But uh, Yeah, I think Cal Poly is this little hamlet that's kind of excluded from the insanity in San, San Francisco and yeah. L.A., but I could be wrong. I mean, that's the least, but I, and I get those reports from Tristan and Evan, too, that it's freaking amazing. Yes. Uh, that would be, yeah, that he'd be interesting. It, it's mm-hmm. it, another kind of circling back to the Penn State assistance. When, and when we say that, we're really referring to, to Cody Sanderson and Casey Cunningham, right? And well, I guess what's kind of insane about that, and we talked about current wrestlers maybe, um, not, not being in the coaching pool or staying on, you know, staying wrestling, but like a guy like Jake Varner, they've been able to keep him. What fourth or fifth on the coaching staff depth? And you'd think that's a guy who's like he's got an Olympic title, NCAA title. Like you think he would go somewhere else, well, get a little higher. I think he's just Nittany Lion now, right? Am I? I think I'm. Am I correct uh, in that? Maybe. Yeah, he's not. He's not on the official staff. So the official staff is Kale, Cody, Casey, and Jimmy, Jimmy Kennedy, and Adam Lynch. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's just Nittany Lion right now, head coach of Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Um, so yeah, good, good point with him, but I think the reason you don't see Casey and Cody and and their names were thrown out a little bit more back, you know, years ago. And now you, you don't even hear them like suggested like for Oklahoma. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. It'd be great to get them, but how realistic is it? Um, even like when Iowa state opened, I don't think Cody or Casey were considering it. It's Cody's alma mater. A great, you know, it's a great job. You know, Kevin Dresser yeah. wound up getting it. Michigan, you didn't, you heard Casey's name, but I don't think there was interest from him in, in that job. It's like, what jobs would they be interested in? Uh, it doesn't sound like much. And I think a big part yeah. of their success and the reason, the reason those guys don't go is a big part of their their success, and not just because they're there, but I think the reasons they they remain are part of their success. Because I think Kale, while he is the head coach, he just gives such significant uh, leadership responsibilities yeah. to those guys. They have such autonomy, mm-hmm. you know, with Casey, with not just with the the guys he works with, but with the RTC is the guy that's in David Taylor's corner in the Olympic finals, right? Um, Cody you know, is widely reported as a guy that is like runs the day-to-day operations. These guys have, they're not just part of it because what what are the reasons you want your, to, to be a head coach? It's like, you want to put your name and your stamp on it and say you can do it. But like when you have so much ownership and leadership autonomy, like that's not as temptation. And that, and so much of that is ego too, right? Like yeah. I want to show that I can do it. But if that is, that is primarily an ego thing. And so what do you really what are you really actually proving? You're at Penn State. Yeah. You get to train, you know, the best wrestlers. You get to win. 
They have a great synergy. Can you guarantee that level of synergy and create that elsewhere? It seems um, pretty rare. No. It would be very difficult. <laughs> we haven't really seen it. And you're not you're not part of a wrestling dynasty. You're part of a sports dynasty, a college sports dynasty that, you know, yes. this sport hasn't experienced since Gable, who is widely regarded as one of the greatest coaches in college sports history. And mm-hmm. now you've got a staff that's, you know, people may not like to hear it, but it's just, just reality. It's factual science at this point that they're they're the best. And so I think that's why you don't see them entertain those options now it'll come to an end at some point i don't know when or why it could just be they all retire from old age and i don't know why but uh yeah i mean the only thing i think like with with those guys is like could it could it get boring at some time like yeah yeah, just keep winning winning and i'm doing the same job let me go do something else and try something else and like you know we we were talking about the family and the kids and stuff it's like uh i think Casey, his kids are almost out of high school. I think they wrestle for uh, M2, actually. So, like, I think they're getting yeah. older where they're almost out of high school. Yeah, so they're going to be maybe coming through the the pipeline. I think Casey uh, has a son that's really – maybe several that are really good at wrestling. Um, I want to say there was one at the P&L event in September that was pretty tough, but I, yeah. I, could, be, I could be misremembering that. Yeah. So, you know, he has a couple boys, I'm pretty sure. Bader was telling me about them. Um, so yeah, I th- I think they stick around. And for to your point, like with Cody and Kale, they're brothers, right? And they both have mm-hmm. families, and being near each other, I'm sure, is a big big pool and advantage as well. So yeah, I just don't I don't see them uh, as candidates who would be interested in in the Oklahoma job. Yeah, I I agree. So this is uh, Oklahoma Radio Live. We talked a lot about this. This is the uh, most we've talked about we, Oklahoma. We kind of went through like a lot of coaching staffs right now, though. Yeah. Um, Andrew Howe's name got thrown out a lot. Um, Where I'm is sure, he even at right now? I think he's doing a club thing. He has his own club. Yeah. Andrew Howe does? Where? Yeah. Outside of the Chicago area. What club? I forget what it's called. How about it? How about just it, wrestling club? Googled Andrew Howe, and uh, his wrestling club is not coming up. So he needs to get some better SEO. <laughs> Dude, we got a guy. We're not even gonna, I'm not even going to bring this up. Our, our SEO guy is so good, I'm not even going to say his name. Okay. Uh, Andrew Howe, yeah, I can't find anything about Andrew Howe's wrestling club. Uh, I'm Googling it. I don't know what Howe Wrestling School. Oh, Howe Wrestling School. It's a school, not a club. It would be uh, it would be funny if they said how about wrestling that would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How wrestling. I've actually Wait, never seen them at Turkey. This anything. must be an underground school. Very exclusive. Yeah. Lake Village, Indiana. Okay. I googled how wrestling school and that's not coming up with anything either. Well, you just got to know where to look. Bizipedia. Do you have the website? We've got the LLC. He's pulling. I got the LLC. I found the LLC also, but I've not found the website. Well, we found the uh, the principal address in Lake Village, Indiana. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Facebook contacts. and see if it's on there. How school wrestling? He's got he's got Google Maps pulled up. Nice. Um, that's well outside of Chicago. Well, he's from Indiana somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not on Facebook. Um, I don't know what to tell you here. Can't figure yeah. it out. Oh, here we go. Uh, it looks like it's just starting. We got a freestyle state training series. Okay. 
Not the place. John Morrison's in there with him. There we go. It. Look at this place. Oh, let's say he's at a high school. Hanover High School. Andrew Howe's home, in which case, shout out Andrew Howe. Like a beautiful <laughs> no, home. This is Andrew Howe Radio Live. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what you're looking at. We, J, so JD pulled up the, the Howe Wrestling School, like LLC or whatever, and then looked at the address, which we thought would be the address for the school, but it looks like it's just... Andrew Howe's. It's like we're doxing Andrew Howe right Yeah, now. we're not, though. That's it. That's all we're going to say. It looks like a <laughs> lovely home. Stop doxing him. <laughs> we're not doxing him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anything else there for the, I mean, it'll be, who knows how fast they'll, they'll move here. Hopefully over the coming days we get a little smoke and hear some, yeah. some rumors. You know, one guy uh, we talked about, though, that on the show, who, when, you, when I said it, I'm like, shocked he has not had a head coaching job. It's Donnie Pritzloff. Like, yep. Donnie Pritzloff, everyone was talking about him being a head coach, and now that's kind of, I don't want to say it's out the window, um, but it is, like, no, we, we didn't bring his name up for this job, for example, and maybe, you know, he's in New Jersey, and that's where he grew up, and uh, he's maybe he's next in line for Rutgers, but Goodale's really not that old, so who knows? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know about uh, what, what it'll be with Donnie, and it was kind of thought he was next in line at Wisconsin for a while there, and yep. then... He ended up leaving Wisconsin for Michigan and then Rutgers. Yes. So, and I don't even know if he was in the mix for the Wisconsin job when it opened up. When, I think when he was. I mean, left. the rumor I heard was that um, uh, Barry Alvarez was frustrated that he went and looked other places or something like that. Because I think Barry Davis kept saying, oh, uh, I'm going to retire and you're going to be the next head coach. And then it kept happening over and over. And he's like, screw this. I'm going to go interview somewhere else. And maybe he didn't tell him or something to that effect, you know, and that mm-hmm. that rubbed everyone the wrong way. I have no idea if that was, that is truth. That is what I have been told. Nice. Yeah. All right. Who else? We got any other good heads coaching uh, possibilities that are, that are high level assistants. Not that come to mind. We've said yeah. a lot if, um, for the record. I feel like if Jared Frere, who a lot of people think might take this job, takes this job, it it's kind of the end of the the craziness around this. You think? Yeah, because yeah, it's just okay. Assistant to this new head coaching position, Coach Robio slides someone up. Yeah, but if you know, like somebody like Storniolo takes it, that causes maybe some more dominoes oh, yeah. to fall. It's like okay, now who gets yeah. Northwestern's job? And if it's a head yeah. head. Thing, um, it could get, could cause a lot of dominoes to fall. Who who else is on staff at Northwestern? Because Cologne's out. Joe, is Joe Rao still there? Joe Rao. Because if you recall, There's Drew, Perriano got, Drew Perriano got fired and they just promoted Storniello up. That feels like a long time ago. How many years? Was it five years ago? Six years ago? How long? More, more than that. I think it was like 14 or 15. What? Damn, that's a long time ago. Maybe I'm wrong. Tim Suzuki uh, is shortly still after the completion up. of the 2015-2016 season. Oh, interesting! Oh, okay. So seven years Man, ago, they have like no one on their on their website. It's literally Matt Storniolo and Joe Rao and Tim Suzuki, and that's it. Yeah, so not a lot, not a lot. So they're not going to be able to promote from within, likely if uh, if Coach Storniolo gets a job. Yes. All right, we'll move on for now. Well, we could circle back. Man, uh, Virginia Tech's got they got a nice uh, little oh, roster yeah. here because they got oh, Roby yeah. Frayer, Brewer, Hout. Yeah, very good Solid. staff. Very good staff. Mm-hmm. 
Coach Roby. Yeah, a lot of people were like, when I was throwing names out there, everyone's like, ah, uh, no, he's not going. Like all the like South Dakota State people and Virginia Tech and NC State people were like, no, they're not leaving. Don't even suggest. I saw this. a Tanner Cook tweeted. <laughs> yeah, over my dead body. That's so funny. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, 61 got even tougher with the registrations of Jesse Mendez, Nico Megalutis, and Austin DeSanto. John Kozak is very, very high on... Uh, Dylan Fishback? Well, Dylan Fishback. But also, Austin DeSanto, Austin DeSanto at the U.S. Open, he wrote an article like he could win the Open, which... I'm not there. But I'm not there either. He he is he is getting a lot better at freestyle, and who's to say he's beaten Seth Gross in folk style, for whatever that's worth. Um, he's beaten Nashawn Garrett. Now, what, can he go with a uh, Dayton if he registers? Can he go with a veto? I think those are the next questions. Uh, Man, I, I mean the the big in that match, I believe he got gutted by. That wild match I watched yesterday. That match was awesome. You guys should go watch it again. Um, Nishan, did he get gutted twice or three times, something like that? Did he? I, right away. He got double yeah, gutted a couple times, I believe, uh, off the bat because he was down by a whole bunch in the beginning and then came back. Yeah. So 61 looks really, really fun. Um, I mean, just these seven guys, if you get one more – Hammer like Dayton or Graf. Think about these quarters, but Nico, Vito, Mendez, DeSanto, Gross, Tomasello, and Nashawn Garrett. Uh, that's a really, really yeah. solid weight class. We're going to be well represented at that weight. And so the, the Hawkeye Wrestling Club had quite a few guys register, but not Spencer Lee and not Jaden Ironman. So still TBD there if we'll see those two. And obviously all eyes on Spencer Lee. But Alex Marinelli, Caleb Young, Pat Lugo, also signed up for the, for the open along with Ben Keeter. Yeah, that's a, Hey, yeah. So why are these dudes? Okay. Um, okay. Why are these dudes? And there's multiple of them. Ben Keeter, uh, in Valencia. I mean, Ben Keeter makes way more sense in Valencia. Why are they skipping U twenties? Cause the problem with skipping U twenties, we, cause Mitchell and I talked about this is if you skip the open, you can't sit out at the trials. Right. And sitting out at the trials is a huge advantage because in juniors, they wrestle on the same day. So you have to do a tournament in the morning and then the best of three in the afternoon. Now, last year, the 97 KG bracket was it was real thin, but there was all the brackets like 86. Uh, Clayton Whiting's bracket had 22 people in it. Right. So you would have to wrestle four or five matches prior to the two or three matches later in the day. That well, is some really put yourself at a disadvantage. That's the only reason Mitchell beat Levi Haynes. Just kidding. I mean, listen, that's I, I if you want to pose that argument, I don't really hate it. I mean, uh in Levi Haynes' case, I think he got three tech falls, so he was only on the mat like eight, eight to nine minutes prior to Mitchell's matches with him. But yeah, it's a huge advantage. So why would you skip that advantage? I mean, Keter, you can obviously make I, I see the case there, but other people, I don't get it. Whoa. What do you think? Sorry, I just got a DM. I'll tell tell you about it in a second. <laughs> Well, but also, but also in Keter's case, you're not going to make the 97 KG World Senior World Team. Yeah, here's the thing. I I don't think he wants to make any World Team. If I had to guess. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to play football. I think they're probably not going to want him to be running around. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's true. Um. So, so like, hey, just go get some high level matches. He's already he's 
he smoked his way through the through junior worlds, right? Already. Yeah. So, you know, let me just. He didn't smoke. He was. He almost got tacked, and then he beat that guy. But yeah, that is really dominant. Yeah. But either way, nationally, he's losing by nine. <laughs> I think in the. I think in his um. Back to beat that kid. Yeah. But either way, I don't think he probably wants to. Maybe wants to make a team, but doesn't seem like it. So yeah. I, I'm excited to watch him at senior level, along with Christian. That's Carroll. a good point. I didn't think about the football thing. Yeah. Well, why, so what about Christian Carroll? He's obviously junior eligible, correct? I think so. You have to imagine. Yeah, he's high school. I don't think you could not be junior eligible in high school. Yeah. I think it's impossible. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it feel like, hey, make a team, get a medal first. but it, Yeah, because you know. Feldman is likely still junior eligible also. I don't know if he's going to wrestle or uh, or not. Well, here's another thought. Like Maybe they're like, don't make a team. Like Just get... Get some matches, wrestle. Christian Carroll hasn't wrestled in a pretty long time, I don't think. And you're going to be our guy maybe right away. So we don't want you gone and wrestling all through the summer, even though I think there's a Man. lot of there's a lot of evidence that it helped. I'm I'm totally speculating, by the way. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's a lot of evidence that making those teams, we've seen some guys come out with incredible gains after making world teams. Yeah. Uh, Colin Moore, one of the bigger ones, like, he was sort of obscure and then got so much better. Remember, he didn't even, he was like fourth at the open and then made the world team and then, you know, spent a summer. I can't even recall if he medaled that year, but then he was excellent collegiately the next year. Got third, I believe, at NCAAs as a freshman. Yeah, the, the track record of guys doing well at Junior Worlds and then doing well the, the following year at NCAAs is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great track record. Mm hmm. Okay, so that's uh, we're st- for 61, since I was kind of talking about that, Dayton, Graf, and Josh Rodriguez are still like the kind of most credentialed guys that have not registered at this point. Um, yeah. And like Nittany Lion hasn't registered yet. I don't know what Tyler Graf's doing or if he even still wrestles. And then uh, How do you guys feel? So you talked about the Nittany Lion guys not wrestling or not, not registering. So I'm sorry. Hawkeye Club guys who are in college not registering yet still. How do you guys feel about the Spencer Lee article coming out tonight or the interview? You excited for it? You hate it? What? I don't. I'm, I'm seen intrigued. It. How could I hate it yet? <laughs> well, I I think he should have came on FRL instead of Barstool. What have they ever done with wrestling? Well, they. <sighs> great question. Um, yeah, I think I don't. You know, it's his prerogative. I think Kyle Bauer and he, he have a relationship, uh, aka KB No Swag. Very funny guy. Yeah. So I think it's probably that more than um, anything else. But yeah, I don't know. There's a, uh, yeah. there's a lot I'm not saying right now. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, okay. But, but all I, but in case people read in between the lines there, I it's nothing against uh, Barstool or anything like that. Um, I'm glad more coverage for the sport is, is a great thing for sure. Agreed. Okay. Um, Let's go to some questions. Let's do it. Does Davison, this is a theory from, from Ben Askren, uh, and Daniel Webster has an inquiry. Does Davison and Cannon entering the portal indicate Storniello is also leaving, perhaps Oklahoma? I don't, I don't know that it's evidence of that because we've seen so many Northwestern guys enter the portal over the years. They also entered before this news broke. Yeah. they got to really be playing like 3D chess if they know that Lou's going to, 
lose his job and that Matt's going to get it. That's like, that's some Illuminati stuff, yeah. truthfully. Illuminati. If they go, it could be Illuminati confirmed. This could be the <laughs> final, the final uh, piece of evidence we've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, these are, oh, wait, here's the questions. More questions. Okay. LSU lady basketball coach caught my eye recently on TV. Uh, Ric Flair asks Swag, who's the best-dressed wrestling coach in the game? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really Storney's th- up there. Yeah, he's got Jaggers. All- Jaggers? No, he, he hung his jersey up. He's, <laughs> yeah, he is, he's yeah, very run-of-the-mill now. He's just like, uh, he's Joe Sixpack with his attire. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like to to the youths, it's it's about the about the shoes, and I feel like uh, you know UNC. The, the UNC crew they love wearing the Jordans. Um, so maybe that's maybe that's the move, but I don't really know. I don't get into the fashion per se. Yeah, I also do not get into the fashion per no, se. No, so I, I, I um, mean, listen, I, I look good, but I don't wear fancy clothes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, some sandals. There we go. And yeah, I was thinking if I, you know, if I was offered head coaching job, would they let me wear sandals? That might be a deal breaker. If I can't wear some sandals in the corner, they may wear closed-toed shoes. I can't take the job. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> would okay. Good question here because you've sort of alluded to it recently. Um, but I think you also gave the answer. Would Ben ever consider college coaching again? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Isn't it crazy that 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 I feel like for you, like just yeah, I, knowing everything I do about you, like that would be like the ultimate. Um, but but now part of it, it would did, be really fun, but part of it would be so hard to have like a boss again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you would. You would have a boss, and I think you would have to give up a lot of the aspects of the things in your life you currently, you know, enjoy. Yeah, that ought to yeah, I don't know. It's it's a uh, not that you're not insanely busy, but the time with the team is pretty insane. The time yeah. on the road, the time on the road in particular, like you travel, but it's you not really like- think it's that hard compared? So compared to youth coaching, I mean, I'm tra- like when I look at my May, right? I'm going. So we got we got the pinnacle thing next week. It's only a day though, right? I got the club cup. That's only a day also. Then I got the U.S. Open. That's three or four days. Then I got Freestyle State. That's a day. Then I got Northern Plains. I'm skipping Central Regional. Other coaches are going. Then I'm probably going to the PNL. Then I'm going to uh, UWW Juniors probably. And then I'm going to Cadet Duels weekend after that. So like, yeah. is the college schedule really that much harder? Well, I I would say you you weren't doing this the last. It's just when you travel, I guess part of it yeah it's opposite and because uh you know uh for most club coaches during the high school season actually you're kind of traveling a little less you're not traveling as much um and then in the spring and the summer and the fall it's it's a little more odder so i would say it's comparable i mean the, the other thing that's made college coaching a little bit easier um would be everything is online so you don't have to go to every event to recruit right so 20 mm-hmm. years ago you couldn't go watch someone wrestle you had to actually you actually had to go watch them wrestle and now you can just watch them wrestle from your computer. A lot yeah. of, I know, assistants really um, are the road dogs because they're the ones going yeah. to every event, um, yes. plus recruiting. Mm-hmm. They're making the in-home visits. Plus, if a guy makes a world team, a lot of times the head coach will hang back and stick with the team while the assistant goes 
um, yep. for for a week or two um, while their guy competes in Serbia or Bulgaria or whatever. So, yeah, for sure. All right, next question: um, How would a Gable versus Paris match at the U.S. Open play out? Uh, would the 2023 Hodge Trophy winner get blanked? So, I do think we have to acknowledge Mason Paris is better than he was a year ago. But That's a year facts. ago, he was absolutely, you know, not competitive with Gable. So, yes, I think in freestyle it's easier to score, other than escapes. Like he would get escapes against um, Gable, so maybe he gets a step out. But I would say not competitive in in terms of are we ever wondering who's going to win the match but i don't think gable like texts him in freestyle or anything like that but i'm yeah. open to that possibility you can't rule it out one, one thing we've always seen with gable is like and we saw it last year like he would just like make a decision to just like let me just go ahead and major this dude and then he could just yeah. rattle off takedowns at a clip that were just uh mm-hmm. our, our minds were blown every time so he could he could make that. He could just sort of like whimsically make that decision and do that, but um, that's kind of my read on it. Yeah, um, I guess I would say I agree. Okay, assuming Gable's training, assuming Gable's been training hard. Yeah, Gable's not going to enter something not ready to go. There's, there's no scenario. He just, he, he is not going to just. Oh, I'll enter and not know what he's going to be able to do. So yeah, I, I, I just, would yeah, I agree. Um, if Tamira is not wrestling, should a meet or opt for sixty eight? As it's clear, a weaker category than seventy six. Did she give any indication where she's yeah. going for next year? Yeah, it, I, I don't know how easy it is for her to make it or not. I, I would think she could. Certainly for the Olympic year, it makes a ton of sense that a meet would go sixty eight. Maybe you win well, it another... seems like all of America's best young pro- pro- prospects at women's wrestling are the 76 category, right? I mean, well, with Kylie and Kennedy, for sure. And Amit, possibly. And Oh, yeah, of course, if you're considering her there, yeah. Yeah, I think she should honestly, go down. That grow, has to be the right? move. What'd you say? People get bigger. People, people grow. They get bigger and stronger. People I've been reading about shrink. that. Yes. She's pretty, she's pretty stout as is, unless she's going to get taller. Um it's not but like wasn't wasn't she cadet eligible last year? Like seventeen U? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I think she was. Like generally, people get more mature and stronger from then. Yeah, but who knows if she's who knows how big she was at seventy two? I guess would be my thought. Sure. Was okay, she full grown seventy two kilograms? I'm not sure. Um, she was certainly big enough because she was not touched. I think uh, for you know her coaching and her and. You know, USA, I think you've got to try to get her down there for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, This is a great question from Tony Powers. Bigger boss move, Vito with back-to-back victories over Dayton and RBY or Nick Lee with back-to-backs over Zane and Yanni? Oh, I think this is easy. Okay. Uh, uh, Well, I don't recall, but... um... Uh, I think one of the well, at least one of Nick Lee's wins was on the backside, if not both of them. And Vito's oh. was on the front side, and the semis in the finals. So I think both that's were simple. backside. So yes, both were backside. So the the easy counter to that is beating Zane Rutherford and Yai Diakamahala. It's just uh, just in a vacuum is more uh, impressive. They're better wrestlers than than yes. Dayton and Roman Bravo Young at this point in time, right? 
So that would be the mm-hmm. counter. Um, but your answer is also mine. It was just like it was. That matters. Boss move stuff. Yeah. Just and it was. I don't know which was more surprising though. Him him beating both of those guys. And he beat him down. Also, he beat them both down. Yeah. But but I'm saying Nick. Nick beating Zayn and Yanni was just not even a thought going into that tournament. Man, but it's also the backside. Some dudes don't wrestle as hard on the backside. Now, Yanni and Zayn are typically not those dudes, but it is the backside. I, I mean, say, they're not typically those dudes, but they're also never on the backside either. More surprising, I think, is Nick Lee. More impressive, probably Beto. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. It, it, they, they are. It's just a great, fun, fun question. Good pull. And... They were both uh, boss moves confirmed. Yeah, uh, agreed. Okay. Any anything else sticking out here before we before we go? It's been a fun show. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, we didn't we even talk about like oh, the college this, coaching thing in a long time. I like this actually. It's a little uh, uh, final thing. I, I don't. Know, this feels like a, a Tyler producer Tyler question. But what <laughs> would what would your master's dinner menu be? Which is the app starter main dessert? Sorry, the Masters are this weekend. Big golf tournament. Oh, uh, disc golf. Yes, yes. Tiger Woods, great disc golfer. And so I guess they get a good meal. JD, do you have any information? The championship on? dinner before all the past winners attend, and last year's winner gets to pick the meal. Ooh, Wait, really? That's a thing. It's a thing. I I like this. So app, and it's like widely public, like publicized. You can see this here's a uh, guy. He did sliders. Yeah. Sliders. Very working class for the master's crowd. That's interesting. So what would yours be? What's your ideal oh, um, meal? Man. That's a great question. Hmm. No, yeah, I've never thought about something like this before. Um, ben, you I'll love food. A steak. You know, I'm getting more and more into steak as I get older. I kind of oh, so love me some steak now. And I, I would have, I would have always, I always liked it, but I didn't love it. So, um, uh, I would definitely have a salad, huh? Because uh, a nice, delicious salad. What appetizer would I have? And then a nice ste- steak. Hmm. I don't know I, what I'd have for an appetizer. I I feel like if this is a, a meal, I wouldn't want a salad with it. I would just want to go crazy. Just give me something. Really? Yeah, I don't want anything healthy or, or that healthy. <laughs> um. So I would uh, like. Uh, this is, so here's his menu: cheeseburger sliders. Firecracker okay. shrimp, tortilla soup, uh, ribeye steak or blackened redfish, warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. Okay, this is that's solid. I would go. I would want. I love freaking clam chowder so much. I'd have clam chowder would be involved. Really? It doesn't even matter if it fits with the meal. They just you would just have to deal with this. Um, I would want. I'd probably have a steak, twice baked potato, green beans for like the main course. Dessert. Just real good, real good brownies with uh, with uh, vanilla ice cream. That's what I like. It's too bad. Mm. I'm going a big old uh, hamburger. Um, hamburger. Everybody, but like a gourmet hamburger. Yeah. With bacon. Gourmet uh, hamburger. Gourmet. Is there such a thing? What makes a burger gourmet? I'm some not being nice beef. Some nice beef. <laughs> That fat yeah. beef well cooked, this ain't no McDonald's burger. Okay? Yeah, everyone acts like a lean burger is good. You don't want no lean burger. No, like, fat- a, like a medium rare burger. Yeah, fatten that sucker up. Medium rare. Good. Yep. 
um, cheeseburger <laughs> with bacon, barbecue sauce, blue cheese, crumbles. Whoa, um, my man's going hard on this He's burger. thought about this. <laughs> that, that, that's the, that's How do you feel when they put right some there. avocado on a burger? I kind of like that a little bit. I like it. Yeah. I like it. You know what I like? A fried egg. Dippy. Oh, no, no. I like yeah. it, but uh, it's, it's a little overdone. Um, what do you mean overdone? Well, that's like a, that's like a, I feel like a thing now. It's like this burger, like if you want your burger to become better, just toss an egg on it. But. I, yeah, I, know. I love eggs, though. Documented egg lover, but I think, yeah. But I would just prefer it with blue cheese crumbles and barbecue sauce. Okay. And you can't do that with the egg. Those no, two don't mix. They don't mix. No. No so, mix. All right, we'll keep blue going. Blue cheese crumbles what are delicious, JD. I'm going maybe some uh, some truffle fries uh, Ooh, as truffle a side. Fries. Yeah, some mac and cheese. Um, oh, no. Uh, when they try to do the fancy mac and cheese, it always sucks. Get out of here with that. Like like some bacon crumble mac and cheese. Maybe that's How like many bacon starter. crumbles you got on this? I think you got bacon crumbles on your salad. Yeah, crumbles. Your I got one bacon crumble. But he's got the blue cheese you crumble. You said it for your sandwich, too. Blue cheese, too. I got ba- normal bacon and bacon crumbles. There's a difference. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Maybe some um, hmm, uh, appetizer. This one's not fancy, but maybe just like some spinach artichoke dip or some buffalo chips. Oh, yeah, dip. a good dip. I like a really uh, good queso like chips that. and queso. I don't know. You don't, don't like any dips? Like you it. like any dips and chips? I like some salsa, some delicious, some, uh, yeah. I might do a Mexican feast. We might go like chips and salsa, some delicious guacamole, fresh ingredients, then, you know, maybe some fajitas. You can choose steak, chicken, shrimp, they have whatever to you some want. Sicilian as well. Dang, I, I had love some fajitas, fajitas last weekend with some mushrooms in there. It was awesome. Fajitas are so good. Yes, Man, they I could, are. I could go fried chicken though too. But, freaking love not to be cult- cultural appropriating here, but uh, Mexican restaurants never have any good desserts, so they, they need to go steal something have from someone else. Have you had tres leches? You don't like tres leches? Mm, not really. Or chur- or uh, was it churros? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't like. They're those. not very good either. Fine. Like, tres- listen. If Mexican restaurants, go steal some dessert from someone else because your desserts, just, they just aren't up to par with the rest of your food. And that's okay. It's not because... okay. No, it's not acceptable. Like, like, listen, if I got a great single leg you still and I'm great there. on bottom and I'm watching someone's got a good cradle series, I'm going to go steal that cradle series. Yeah. You know, you'd be good everywhere. You'd I'd be good I'm willing to not bet. third. I'm willing to bet you haven't had good tres leches because I hadn't until I moved here. Really? Yeah, you mean that Wisconsin, Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if you came down here, we get something to rock your world. I don't yeah. know. I'm a huge Mexican fan. I get tacos every time I come to Austin, and I've never had good dessert at a Mexican restaurant. Well, okay. Well, when you come down, I will take you to a place, and you will get the tres leches. And then if you don't like it there, we can write it off as you just don't like this dessert. But until that point in time, um, I think we're, we're going to have to go with it. What, what dessert did you choose? Bacon crumbles? Bacon Sunday? I think I would go <laughs> uh, maybe a, a banana pudding. Okay. Ew, you're fired. We are not. No, don't ever let him pick our meals ever. With bacon crumbles. <laughs> bacon crumbles and bananas, something? Get out of here, JD. Banana what pudding is a, a very normal dessert. Yeah, but it's not really like the. If you if you're it's getting, like what you have to have if someone serves it to you, but it's not like you're choosing like yeah, that's what I want. It's pretty rare you would see that would be like top of anyone's dessert list. I feel like it's yeah. one that's oh, okay, it's good, and I'll order. I I got it at uh at Tulsa at that barbecue joint, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it. What was your dessert, Ben? I forget. I didn't. You know, okay, I'm I'm not trying to brag on the show or nothing, but 
You know, I read this book about health like six weeks ago, and I and I love dessert. I said, listen, I'm gonna stop eating dessert. So I haven't eaten dessert in like six weeks. I don't know. It might just be permanent. I might never do it again. I don't know. Might never we'll eat see. a dessert again. Are you crazy? A little bit. I just remember. I mean, like one day I drank a lot of lattes, and then like six years ago I said, you know what? I just need to drink black coffee for health reasons, and I've I've never drank a latte since. So it might be permanent. It might not. I'm not really sure. I don't eat dessert a lot, but you know. I occasionally have a bowl of ice cream. Man. I'm not a big well, dessert I'm on a, guy. A streak. Maybe it's been more than six weeks. Maybe it's been like uh, maybe close to two months. I don't know. I haven't had dessert. Well, tell us why. I don't really miss what, it. I don't really scared, miss it. What scared you about it? No, nothing scared me. It was just, uh, you know what? It was, it was the speaking to the, the mental toughness. And it, it was, it's a, the, the, the book says something to the effect of like, um, you're taking momentary pleasures in your taste buds for long for in exchange for long term health. And I thought, yeah, that's freaking weak. What am I doing here? Um, yeah, I occasionally yeah, allow myself some delicious oral pleasure. So, I'm actually reading that book now. Uh, now I'm reading that book uh, Alive by Peter Atia, uh, and it's pretty fascinating to this point. I don't think I'm like 70 pages in or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I want to live a really long time, and I want to. Uh, I want to be. I, it's called. Sorry, it's called outlive not yeah that's yep outlive is what it's called the science of art and longevity i don't know i want to be wrestling with dudes on the mat till i'm like 60 like i love wrestling like <laughs> i want to stay healthy and strong and uh just be beating high schoolers up for the next 25 years or so yeah i do think as we age we do have to start to like the the things we used to be able to get away with definitely changes. yeah uh, um i agree okay let, let's say in a hypothetical world where the dessert you have has the same nutritional benefits of broccoli. Okay. So you can't, that would you can't, be awesome. How much would that be great? That would be great. It dare to dream. It yes. could happen. So what, what would you choose? Hmm. I would probably either choose um, the cookie with the ice cream or the brownie with the ice cream. Dang. Yeah. You know where they heat it up? Where they heat it up like that oh, and they put yeah. it on a skillet? Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, and you're never going to have it again in- as long as you live. Yeah, I know. It's really a weird thought right now. Uh, we'll see. I mean, how how could you not? I mean, I just refuse to believe that you couldn't get away with it once a month. Yeah, that's. I mean, but then it's like, uh, then you go down that slippery slope of like, you know, why not twice a month? Why yeah, not three times? Question. Why not every day? Yeah. I actually like, you know, what someone told me there, uh, their, uh, I asked um, Rob Cole like how he stays healthy because he's, you know, he, yeah. I won't offend him or nothing. Like Rob, you're a little bit older, you know. I said, Rob, kind of lean. Like, what's your deal here? And he said, and I love, I love this because the simplicity fact of it. He said, I got to be 180 pounds on a way out every single day, right? Okay. So like, if he goes ham and eats a whole bunch, he just got to just keep working out till he gets down to, to 180. And obviously, it's sweat, right? But you're staying within like striking distance of 180 if you have to do it every single day. Yeah. And so I love that for the simplicity of it. You know what? I I vow to do the same. I will always weigh under 180 pounds. <laughs> so what would be your weight? Wow. Mine would probably be like 180. We really lean for me. Like if I was 180, I would look ripped. Um. So mine would probably be like 185, 188, something to that effect. I don't know what it would be for me that because I'm I'm currently ripped then, as you know. Um, so I yeah, would you're say on that you're on some testosterone or, or something like that. Absolutely not. It's all good. Nothing. No Nothing. problem, Christian. We get older. We need to be on that stuff sometimes. That's messed up, dude. I'm on absolutely. What nothing. do you mean that's messed it's up? A... It's just good medicine. 
It's a it's a it's a vile accusation. It's not true. <laughs> it's a vile accusation. Yeah. You're not a competitor. You do not have PEDs. I don't you need PEDs. I'm on nothing. PEDs I don't do are performance enhancing drugs. And in, in non-athletes, it's life-enhancing drugs. Yeah. We want to have a better life. It's My okay. performance is exemplary. I and I'll say this. I'm no not exactly true. I'm no I did watch you go down in a kickball. I'm no moralist. <laughs> yeah, though. you need some more testosterone. I'm no moralist. Um I I I'm sure at one point in time, I once it starts getting, you know, tougher, I would do it for sure. Get on yeah, get on tier two. But I'm not on anything at all. Okay. Um, I think the mm -hmm. number would probably be like 165 for me, but I, I don't think I've ever. You're that heavy. I've never weighed that much, so I don't know. I think oh. the number. I'm like what one. You weigh like 155, 150. Yeah, 150 to 155 typically. Okay, so somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe it'd be 160. I'm one. Yeah, yeah 160 would probably be it. Rob Cole, great idea. I actually loved it. I was like, that's freaking genius. I'm What's your number? 180 is too lean for you. So what is it? Yeah, 180 is too lean. I think I said like 185 to 188 somewhere in there would be like that's like pretty lean, uh, and that would be good. Like I was never even 180 on a regular basis when I was fighting. I mean, when I was in college wrestling in season, I was probably right around 180 every day, and then when I had 74 kilograms, sucked. I was like. 175 yeah. probably every day um yeah. but that was like that was like hard i had to really really work at that yeah yeah i can't wait to i can't wait till jd's 38 we'll see what's up <laughs> we'll see what jd's up to then it's a different mm -hmm. sort of deal um okay oh hey well, you know something i hey. yeah, i love you guys used to do and we always forget Area codes. We we only have seventy two more episodes of area codes. I don't know I if know. you know that. So New York, we love you. This is at nine one seven New York area code, and yesterday nine one six, I believe, is Sacramento or somewhere like that. Okay. New, oh, this is New York City. Oh, baby. Z Zach Tonelli, Columbia University. Uh, yeah, Manhattan. Mm -hmm. It's included. Queens, oh, yeah. Staten Island, the Bronx, Brooklyn. This is a huge. There's no way this area code serves all those places. You know, we should have changed the episodes though, because you know what nine one eight is. No, isn't it? Isn't it Oklahoma City? It's Man, Tulsa. It is no, Tulsa it's in Tulsa. Northeast. It's, let's see. It's no, a lot it does of not include Norman. It it's a lot Norman. of Oklahoma, as it would turn it out. It is Tahlequah, mm -hmm. Sepulpa, Eloquah. Oh yeah, Tahlequah. That's in the. Took Everlasting, I think. Anyone remember mm. that book from like seventh grade? I no. do not. I don't know. Maybe they didn't read it in Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah, probably not. Norman Swirl, the matters of Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we read it either. Uh, all right. You know, the boys from Oklahoma rolled their joints all wrong. Do they? <laughs> wow! Shots fired at. Blunts fired at uh, Oklahoma. I fired a lot of shots at Oklahoma today. You did. Big hater. Oklahoma's fine. <laughs> it's a great state. Thank you guys so much for listening, wherever you are, especially Oklahomans. This 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 show goes out to you. We'll be back Monday. Not a real Texan, CP. Not a real Texan? Noted. You're not either. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I don't cosplay as some Texan. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Been on flow. Got a lot of stuff coming out. Thank you. See ya.